0: My name is Bertie and I'm a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits, amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities.
1: My name is Robert, and I'm an energy worker. That means I'm in tune with the flow of energies that surround us. I'm immersing myself in the paranormal to discover where my path will take me.
0: Welcome to our spirit diaries. Hello and welcome to the spirit diaries. I am your psychic medium host, Bertie, and I am here with your ghost host. Robert. (laughs) I want a ghost host one day. How? Just
1: just set up a a microphone over in the corner of the room and just...
0: Do you know? I would probably get EVPs. Yeah. What if we had... Wait a second. What if we had a podcast where... Wait... Wait a second. This is so dumb. That's just (laughs) exactly what an EVP session is. (laughs) I thought I was inventing something right here. I was like, oh my God. What if we ask questions to a spirit? What? And we record it. I thought I genuinely... (laughs) I genuinely thought I just had the most ingenious idea of all. I Honestly, in my mind, <laughs> Rob just got mm-hmm. to see my face. My mind was ticking at a mile a minute. And I was just like, oh, I just invented paranormal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just invented paranormal investigations. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> This is our podcast. Do you like it so far? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, do you have any notes or anything?
1: Yep. Um, before we get started, if you want to support the podcast um, with some merch, please check out either Etsy.com slash shop slash spirit diaries or MySpiritDiaries.com to check out some of the uh, original designs that Birdie has done. There's some t-shirts there if you want to rep the podcast and show some support and help us keep doing this, check it out.
0: Yeah, and we have our Patreon going in active, where you can see behind-the-scenes photos as we do more investigations. That will obviously get much more content to it, but there is some content over on there now if you want to pop in and out of Patreon and check that out. And also on MySpiritDiaries.com, which is our website, I've been building a library of books that are Goodreads, and I've been trying to add more over time that way, when I find some valuable resources or intel from beginner to high-level stuff, it is just a good resource that I wish I had. And we are vetting books pretty heavily to go on there and making sure we read them thoroughly and can at least guarantee that there's at least a tidbit of good information in there to a whole book of amazing content that you absolutely need to ingest. So let's... uh. Let's pop back into our haunted demon apartment story.
1: Sounds good. So it doesn't sound good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we left off that you were going to work and I was going to confront a priest. (laughs) Yes. So uh, we sit through the service and this entire time I was staring down the priest I was exhausted. I was replaying the night's events in my head and I was peering into the soul of this man and just praying he would help. And he obviously noticed that I had something on my mind because he sort of kept looking at me throughout the service with this like, what is wrong with you (laughs) sort of look. And I'm just like, speak to me there's something in my apartment. <laughs> so <laughs> this whole time I'm sort of waiting. Um, I also feel really guilty at this point because I'm trying to pay attention to what he said. Church has never been my thing. I've never really been into it. I was never a firm believer of um, it. <sighs> um, without getting too much into religious beliefs here... I, I just wasn't really sure how I, f- how I felt, uh, and I sort of had a little bit of a reputation of asking a lot of questions, so growing up as a kid, I touched on this a little bit in my seasons, I always questioned the priests, like, um, why do we celebrate Jesus' birthday on Christmas when he wasn't born on Christmas, or why is there an Easter bunny, or why... Do we say these certain things, but the Bible says something different? Or uh, I just, I didn't understand. And every time I found this little mismatched information, I always, as a little kid, you know, (laughs) early, early, early elementary school to before preschool, I I would march up to the priest and be like, do you know how old Jesus is? I was questioning always. Um, Not that I didn't believe it I, I believed in a god or gods i believed in a higher power right i i accepted that to be a truth and i did believe that there were angels because i had experienced a positive higher power when i got in a horseback riding accident and something saved my life um and i i I also accepted that there was scarier things because I had had negative experiences, especially now sitting in church, potentially having a demonic experience. I'm like, you know what? Maybe these people might know a little bit more than I've given them credit for. Right. So the service ends and he knew something was wrong. So we waited and waited. And I remember there was a few people lingering who wanted to talk to him. And he very politely asked them to leave. He shut the doors of the church and we were standing inside my mom and I. And he said, what happened? And I I was like, oh my God, (laughs) what do I say now? Because he knows something. Right. So I told him. I looked at him and I i was just scared. Um, I'm having a hard time finding my own words now. I looked at him and made eye contact and very seriously said, I can see spirits and I've seen them my entire life. And now there's something wrong. <laughs> and thats that's exactly what I said. And he said, no, you don't. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. And he said, stop seeing them. And it very clearly gave me me the message of. I know you're a medium. You are not allowed to see them anymore because you're going to just look away. Pretty much. That's how I how do how would you take that?
1: I remember you telling me and it was almost like a read between the lines situation where it was like. No, you don't. Leave it alone. Yeah. Don't look into it. You don't want anything to do with it. Right. Walk away.
0: That, that's exactly what I took from that. And that scared the crap out of me because this brought back bad memories of a kid as my parents being like, no, or they were guided by the church to always say that I was talking to angels. Right. And whenever anything serious got brought up, it was, you don't see anything. It doesn't exist right so I told him okay (laughs) um I said but when I did see spirits since I don't see them anymore obviously uh, we just clearly turned off that part of my brain in these three seconds um I told him there was a dog there was something else and he was like that's enough what happened and he cut me off he did not want to hear the whole story um I I was a little taken aback. He's being very... His face was so serious. I felt like I was in the principal's office being scolded. Um, and I told him... My boyfriend got cuts across him. And he said, did it draw blood? I said, yes. And I was like, can you please come bless our apartment? And he said, no. And he said, follow me. He's like walking hurriedly to his office. So I'm following him. And at this point, my mom sort of goes away and stands by the car. So I'm just following this guy. And as we're walking, he is muttering all these things. And he's like, you don't want to know what it's cutting you with, because if you knew what it was cutting you with, you would never want to ever see it again. And he's like, you didn't see what it looked like, did you? And I told him, no, this is entity was always invisible when it was in, I guess you could say it's true form. I could not see it. Right. I could not visually see this demonic entity. And he said it was in fact a demon based on everything I had said. Right. So take that what you will. I, I choose to believe that this was actually a demon and not an entity that was demonic. Um, you guys can believe whatever you want um i'm going to say this was a demon yes um he said that we cannot go back to our apartment ever because if we do we don't want to see what's going to happen next and he started again murmuring these things. He was talking so fast and I was just absorbing everything as we're walking to his office, which was across the parking lot. It was in a separate building. And he's like, there was this one couple, they could blame you for murder because the officials are not going to believe that you're being attacked by a demonic entity. And when it kills one of you, you're not going to be able to avoid that in court. Right. And my mind's going a mile a minute with a... Frick is he talking about are you serious it could kill one of us you're t- and he's talking about like this from experience like yeah it's killed people before like these things have killed people and you're gonna get blamed for murder
1: right there's no defense for demonic entity
0: what he's like it's gonna look like one of you did it and I was freaking out. He gave me these crosses that are called holding crosses, which you guys may know of. I had never heard of them before this day. He put them in my hand and he held my hand and he said, these will protect you. He gave one to me and one to you. And he said, people will tape them to their hands when they go in surgery. People have taped them to their hands Whenever something serious happens or in these demonic cases, they have kept them. They will protect you. It is blessed. It was from like a holy wood or something. I don't know. Um, Regardless, it was going to be our protection. He said, if we ever go back, hold it out and grab what we need and get out of there as quick as possible. Because he said, even though we have these crosses, it's not a solid defense It is a very quick band-aid to get us in, get us out, and have that slight form of protection, which was even scarier. Right. Because it's like, what do you mean? You are telling me this isn't a magic talisman I can hold in my hand that creates a magic bubble around me to where nothing dark and scary can touch me? Like, isn't that what the cross symbol is supposed to be? The ultimate, like, no bad
1: things. Right, and ultimately (laughs) it was body armor that would wear out slowly and just was to get you what you needed and then out it's gonna wear out
0: and that that scared me so i asked him why can't you come to the apartment i told him at this point we had a month and a half left on our lease and what would we do for that month and a half we couldn't afford to go anywhere else we had nowhere to stay and sure as heck i wasn't gonna stay at your dad's house which was just as haunted but in a different way yeah so your dad also wouldn't have let us stay there for that long
1: no we were were sleeping on an air mattress oh we slept on my childhood twin size mattress the first night, and then we were gonna sleep on an air mattress if we were gonna stay there longer just because the bed was so small.
0: But he didn't want us to do that because that was also his little brother's room. He thought it was kind of weird that we were sleeping in the same bed with your little brother present, which I don't know why that was a big deal, but it was. Um, Anyways, I I needed this priest to come to the house and he said he would not. And I begged him, I was like, please tell me why. I was like, I've called all these churches, nobody's, nobody's returning my calls, nobody's coming. And he said, in order to get the demon out, he would need access to the entire apartment building that our unit was in. He said, because if he blessed the four corners of our walls, he said, it would do nothing because it could go upstairs or it could go to the apartment beside us or it could go to the apartment on the other side of us. And he's like, it will get back in because I can't do the whole building. He's like, if I go to a house and I try to cleanse a house, I can't just cleanse one bedroom. It's not going to work. I have to do the whole house. He's like "And apartment complexes are the worst for these demonic cases. He's said because he cannot get into the whole building he never have permission to go and cleanse every unit every closet every bedroom every bathroom in the entire building he couldn't do it so our only hope was to get the heck out of there and try to recover our losses
1: yeah which put us in a very hard place because we Like you mentioned, we're a month and a half out of our, until our lease was up, nowhere to go. We were told that if we were going to go get our belongings, it had to be something that was done within an hour just to be safe. Yeah. And we were kind of like, how are we supposed to tackle this and then find somewhere new to live?
0: Yeah. It was a lot. And I remember you came home from work that day and you came home to your dad's house where I met you and I told you, listen, this priest will not come. No priest will come. We are alone. So we can either go back and risk being murdered by this thing because that guy, that priest genuinely believed that was the next step. And I will say he is not alive anymore. He died suddenly and unexplained after he did an exorcism of a demon. He died very shortly after that. Um, A rumor in the church had it that it took a lot out of him. Right. And uh, the church knew it was like a house blessing and they thought he was kind of getting sick at the same time. Right. His wife talked to my parents about it and... She said it was a demonic thing that he was dealing with. Right. He was losing the battle with it. And it slowly started like eating away at his soul, she right. explained. And he he died young in his 50s.
1: Yeah. And <sighs> I remember you telling me everything that he had told you. And... I remember you told me that he also was super adamant on telling you to not stay there because he was pretty sure that I would be the one to die. Yes. Because according to what he said, I got the brunt of it because I wasn't baptized and you were.
0: Right. Right um because he did ask if it scratched me and I showed him on the back of my ankle I said it was very very small very minor compared to what you had so I know this is getting into a little bit of religion so believe what you will whether it was something about Robert that I wanted to attack because of or if it was over this fact of baptism and that form of Christianity
1: right and I mean I don't want to portray that I believe it was strictly because I wasn't baptized. I just want to for the sake of the story convey this is what was told to birdie in right. this instance by the priest
0: right this is his explanation that that this was his diagnosis, if you will right. So I walk away from this priest with a handful of crosses and I go back to the car with my mom and I look at her and I tell her, He said it's a demon and I can't go back to my apartment or else it's going to murder Robert. Or me. So, that was awkward. And my parents, again, were still very skeptical at this point, but they had a lot of faith in this priest. They very much liked him and trusted him. And they were like, okay, well then, it's settled. You're not going back. And... I was like, well, can we stay at your house then? Because we can't stay at Robert's house. And they said, no, we could not Um, because I had a little brother in the house and they also thought it was creepy for us to be unwed and sleeping in the same bed in the house because it would give a bad impression to my little brother that says it's okay to share a bed with somebody you're not married with. And I told her, okay, fine. Like we can sleep on different couches. We can sleep one on the couch, one on the floor. We can get separate air mattresses if that makes you feel better. But they decided what would make them feel most comfortable is if we just camped on the side of the house. (laughs) (laughs) So we did. We camped on the side of the house and we're only allowed to use the bathroom during daylight hours uh, for a month and a half yeah and uh, uh, this is further pushing how absolutely terrified we were instead of going to our apartment that we were paying several hundred dollars a month for that was furnished and had our bed and had doors and privacy and bathroom access we opted to camp on the side of my parents' house without a bathroom. That was over an hour away from each of our jobs, which meant our commute time was horrendous when our work was about 15 minutes away from our apartment.
1: Right, and to add insult to injury, (laughs) um, we, right before your parents let us camp at their house on the side, Mm -hmm. we ended up going back to our apartment very briefly with some of our friends and rushing to collect all of our belongings and stick them on a trailer so that they could ultimately be stored at your parents' house in the driveway under a tarp for the month and a half we were camping (laughs) there.
0: Yep. We did. And when we went back with our friends, all hell broke loose. We had not been in the apartment for a few days at that point because we were surviving off what we had brought. Right. And we sort of warned our friends that our apartment's weird. We're not going to tell you much detail. Grab what you can, throw it in trash bags and get the hell out. We need to do this in under an hour. So our friends were a little bit like, what have you guys gotten yourselves into? What are we talking about? Um, Both of I brought a friend, you brought a friend. Neither one of these friends we had ever had paranormal conversations with. No. Ever. Like never went there with either of them. So we went in and I remember the friend I brought, his eyes got so big. And he was like, what the fuck? is in here yeah and i was like don't talk about it grab stuff and go and we are just all running and piling stuff in and people were like ow oh ah and people got scratched people were getting like hit and burned and pinched it was a full-blown attack It felt like the apartment was underwater. People were, like, unable to breathe in the apartment. I remember your friend went outside and was like, (gasps) and we're like, what's going on? And he's like, I cannot breathe in your apartment.
1: No, walking into that apartment that day, it almost was like stepping outside into, like, a swamp. Yes. Like, you walked in, and the just thickness that you felt in the air and on your chest when you tried to breathe was insane and you just had this like visceral feeling that it was not okay to be there and that you were trespassing
0: yeah oh big time we got out we threw everything on this trailer that lived under a tarp for a month in my parents driveway and um, I remember saying bye to our friends at that point and both of them were silent, wide-eyed, and we never spoke about that moment with them ever again. No. Nobody nobody ever addressed that day. We just said goodbye at that point and everybody sort of walked away and that that was the end of the conversation. Just kind of left it there. Yeah. I really appreciate all of your support that you've been giving the podcast and throughout this crazy process. Make sure if you want to stay engaged, uh, we are most active on Twitter at spirit underscore diaries. And uh, just thank you for listening to the spirit diaries.